Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Monday Night Raw episode 1404, NXT episode 558, NXT UK episode 90, 205 Live episode 176, and SmackDown episode 1079, all broadcast from April 20th through April April 24th, 2020. Uh, this week I just kind of fell behind on recording stuff and I, at, at the end of the last wrestling episode, I, or at some point during that episode, um, since that week I had done all of the shows except for raw as one big episode. Um, I thought, Oh, well, next week I'll probably do everything all as one big episode. And here we are. I don't want to do this again because I, it's a lot to talk about. And I kind of don't remember a lot of it because it was, um, uh, I'm recording this on the, the following Monday morning, um, or not even Monday morning, uh, raw starts in an hour and a half. If you're watching this on the live feed, um, that's, uh, we're, we're right about to start watching raw in an hour and 20 minutes, but um, I wanted to get through, uh, and talk about all this stuff. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like exterior to the show type things that I'm not going to talk about probably because I can't remember all of those goings on everything, but, uh, it did allow me the opportunity. Usually I, I have like really, really hard to read notes like this for survivor, um, is what I'm showing on the screen there. But uh, this week, it's here. Um, I did take all my notes like that, but since I I rewrote them, it's a lot more legible. So hopefully, I won't be like squinting. I'll still be squinting at this at the paper, but hopefully, I won't be trying to figure out uh, if that's an R or an L or maybe it's an N. Uh, I think I use pretty clear handwriting for myself, anyway. Um, okay, so we open up uh, Raw with uh, Drew McIntyre wanting a word with Seth, but Vega and her crew attack. Uh, another Vega prevalent episode. I was uh, I was very excited about that. Um, we got her and her crew present from the beginning to the end. Uh, but this set up a... Um, or I think it was already announced that the, the main event would be Drew McIntyre versus Angel Garza. Um, so yeah, we were, we were on that trajectory the entire time. Uh, we had a money in the bank qualifier match, Alistair Black versus Austin Theory. Um, Alistair Black won this match, not surprisingly. Um, and when interviewed afterwards, he said, well, I'll probably have to cover all of my tattoos, um, to go into the, the corporate office there. So that was pretty funny. Um, then we had Shayna Baszler versus Indy Hartwell from NXT. Uh, Shayna does her arm stomp arm breaker thing and then also attacks her with a ladder uh, as a preview of what's to come at the hands of Shayna in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, Cedric and Ricochet teamed up to fight Shane Thorne, who has newly bleached blonde hair, and Brandon Vink. Um, they win that match via the recoil and lumbar check combination, which was pretty awesome. Um, then we had Nia Jax and Ky- uh, versus Kyrie Sane, a rematch from last week. So Nia already uh, earned her spot in the Money of the Bank ladder match, um, 
but Kairi wanted another chance. Or I'm, I'm not sure exactly why this rematch happened, but uh, she does win again. Naya does via a Samoan drop. Um, or is that what she's calling the uh, Annihilator? She didn't do like the pop-up part of it. Or what was she doing? The, the, the press part of it. When she did that first and held, held her up and then went into the Simone drop, that was called the Annihilator. So I don't think it was that, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't. Um, also, at one point, I think it was Tom who said that Asuka um, was making a lot of good points because Asuka was backstage watching the match and uh, she was speaking Japanese. So that was, uh, that was pretty funny there. Um, then we had a very strange segment of carpool karaoke with the Viking Raiders. I, okay. I don't know. Um, then we had another money in the bank qualifier, Apollo Cruz versus MVP. Uh, and Apollo Cruz won that match via the power bomb. Um, uh, I, okay. Here is where I will talk about main event for a brief moment. Um, seems my my uh internet connection went out there for a second but um uh mvp i think has been on commentary for the last uh couple at least uh in the last couple of weeks for uh main event i don't know which episode of main event automatically played when i watched uh 205 live um on saturday but um uh what did i watch Maybe it was, it was after I watched SmackDown, then it went to main event. But um, yeah, he was on. He he has been on commentary, uh, perhaps in place of Mickey James. So moving on, uh, we then had uh, uh, Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot, a sort of grudge match. It was rumored that Sarah Logan was going to be hired back right away and may have been involved in this match, but maybe they, they changed it up when the word got out or something. I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, at this point, Sarah Logan had been released uh, from the company. Uh, but Liv Morgan versus uh, Ruby Riot, very good. Um, Liv Morgan got the win. So how about that? Great for Liv. Um, then we had uh, Bobby Lashley throughout this episode was in the 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 workout portion of the the performance center uh, where all the uh, all the weights and everything are. There's these gigantic tractic tractor tiles, ti- tires, tires, tiles, tires, um, and he flips one of them, um, and then later on he um, he 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 ha- he struggles at first, but he eventually does flip that other. Uh, other tire i don't know what the what this is leading to uh there doesn't seem to be any friction now between lana and bobby lashley like he wasn't getting frustrated with doing anything so i i guess we'll see where things go uh for them uh then we had another money in the bank qualifier match uh ray mysterio versus murphy um before this match i remember it was kind of a, a well uh ray accidentally called started to call him buddy uh and then corrected himself to mysterio i might be thinking of the previous week though when they're talking about this coming up i don't i don't know but anyway ray mysterio wins the match and he is in the money in the bank ladder corporate building 10 floor floors of hell match 
Um, then backstage, we had an interview with Angel Garza and Zelina Vega. And after Zelina leaves, Angel like asks her um, something like, uh, I want you to ask me afterwards how much uh, how it felt to defeat uh, to win my match or whatever. And Charlie is like smitten. And she's like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And it, I, it was really funny. I really like that. Um, then we had Charlotte Flair versus Caden Carter from NXT. And Charlotte won via figure eight leg lock. Um, and then we had Andrade versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, Tozawa is in the middle of a, the, the, the Cruiserweight uh, Interim Championship title uh, tournament. So I don't know what he's doing fighting Andrade over here. That's, uh, that's, uh, that seems like a, a disadvantage to take on extra extra fights while you're in the middle of a tournament. But I, I, I don't know. Andrade won that match. Um, and then we had the Street Profits come out and introduce Bianca Belair, which is great. Um, Bianca fought Santana Garrett, and she won via the Kiss of Death. And then our main event was Drew McIntyre versus Angel Garza. Um, at one point, Drew uh, somersault sent on to the outside uh, onto all of Vegas crew. And uh, he, he lands on his feet after landing on them. And there was, I can do it all. So that was pretty good. Um, he, he wins via the, the Claymore, of course. He hits it again. And he says, keep on lining him up. And Austin Theory starts to come and attack him, except that he gets hit by the, the Claymore as well. Earlier in that very first segment, um, Austin Theory and Angel Garza were with Vega on the stage. Um, and Andrade sneak attacked drew mcintyre but he fought them off and um austin and and angel were uh like scared they they did not want to go anywhere near him so uh he 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 grew some courage here uh austin theory but he he was right the first time he should have just hung back but maybe he would have been disowned by by vega if he had done that um, so I'm looking forward to, to Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, they're back to doing uh, taped episodes, but only like two weeks at a time. Um, maybe they'll do more than that after Money in the Bank. Um, it kind of would be... I, I feel like that that's probably more likely the case than this it going to be a pattern of them doing. Or uh, Of course, it's all... Everything is speculation. Everything could change next week. Everything could change already have changed today. But um, having just the two episodes before Money in the Bank, it doesn't make sense to film the episodes that are after it. Um, if they're either going to do um, portions of that show live or uh, or whatnot. Um, so I, I, I would think it's a lot easier to just do... Um, everything up until money in the bank but anyway we'll we'll see um nxt episode 558 uh this is on wednesday night uh finn balor's is missing for some reason uh velveteen dream is interrupted by uh adam cole and then is attacked by undisputed era that was at the top of the show uh then we had a great tag team match raquel gonzalez and dakota kai versus shotzi bicart and tegan knox uh raquel won via one-handed powerbomb which I guess it's a choke slam. I'm I'm not sure which what 
how it's really that different. But um, I guess where her where you're grabbing on to the, your opponent changes if it's a power bomb or a truck slam. But anyway, she delivers that power bomb to Shotzi and gets the win there. Um, I I am delighted with um all the combinations of these four just opening up the, the show every week. I'm totally fine with that. Um, cruiserweight tournament matches. First, we have Jake Atlas versus Drake or Jake. Yeah. Jake Atlas. I thought I said Drake Atlas, Jake Atlas versus, um, Drake Maverick. Uh, Jake Atlas wins via cartwheel DDT. Uh, then we have, uh, Kushida versus Tony Nice. Kushida wins via his, his, uh, uh, big old flip into the arm bar. I feel like that was, uh, that was a Spanish fly into the armbar baby. So it was, it was crazy. Um, and then we had Matt Riddle with uh, Timothy Thatcher. He calls Timothy Thatcher a beautiful man. That he loves looking at his, his beautiful blue eyes. Thatcher says, my, my eyes are brown. And Riddle says, I, I know, I know. Um, but anyway, that was great. And then uh, we had this uh, uh, dinner time segment with uh, encased in glass in the middle of their table was the cup that they used to defeat uh Tommaso Ciampa but jo- uh Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae like I-, I I liked this uh what they did with this uh stylistically that um whenever the the camera was like normal uh the- there weren't any effects or anything there was happy music uh there uh, uh, like a happy married couple but whenever things turn dark they're like oh we're gonna kill everybody basically so i enjoyed that and i'm excited to see where things go from here uh the most important thing while well, they said unappreciation is the nxt way uh that johnny is sick of uh being the face of the company to unappreciative fans and that candace array was tired of, of eating second of always taking care of her friends and helping her friends uh succeed and then she just gets forgotten a huge example of that is um at uh Sur- survivor Se- or at war-, at war games and survivor series but uh mostly war games that it was her and Rhea, and she doesn't get any credit like nobody ever talks about uh because Rhea got the win but it was just her and candace fighting off all of their opponents that entire match and she doesn't get uh nearly the recognition um as Rhea. um there's a, a great video promo from uh or video package from eo and she says she bows down to no one especially not the queen charlotte flair uh and then there's an interview with drake maverick so the strange thing this is so weird how this is this story it, it's a they're making this a story they're using this as a storyline and however way it's it's actually happening is so it every single way is so weird so a bunch of people were released um not just wrestlers but also uh you know producers stuff like that uh but i guess the the producers were furloughed along with a lot of people in the office whatever um but anyway like 20 wrestlers were announced as released including drake maverick but he's here on tv he's getting a lot of screen time he probably has the most screen time out of anybody on this episode um 
with uh with the match and then this interview afterwards and uh that he's devastated and they they even show at least part of his video that he posted when he was released and it's so weird because on one hand he was released and now he's getting this opportunity because his video is so moving perhaps or other reasons i don't know um and on top of that either he is going to be hired back or they're giving him a lot of screen time for his last three appearances on on wwe for now so that's kind of weird that way but i think that's the way that makes the most sense maybe um but the other the the other the alternative is that this was planned and he has not been released and that this him being part of the release people and and all that and his video and everything was all part of the plan so i i i don't know about that um that that is much much uh shadier i think not shade i mean yeah because it's like i think it's the first thing and that he he will eventually maybe be hired back hopefully um but not necessarily necessarily hired back like right now um but kind of just capitalizing on the his pain in a way but um yeah either way that's pretty weird because if it is that second situation then how is how is that presented to him like okay you're going to be announced as released along with these other people who are released but you are not uh but don't tell them but also you're you're released or maybe they they this was their intention but they didn't tell him that it wasn't real or something i don't know i but i'm interested i'm glad we get to see him on screen a little bit more and uh we'll see how his other two matches he lost the his first match here so his only chance is to win the other two and that um the other person who has the two two one record is somebody who he beats because it comes down to head-to-head record if the other person who has who has a two one record is um is uh his opponent from this week jake atlas if jake atlas uh wins one more match then he's gonna be uh the in the in the uh the title match but we'll see what happens on the next two weeks of um of nxt um let's see what's up next we had do uh, okay, so Mia Yim versus Jesse Kamea. I think this is Jesse's first appearance on NXT um, television uh, with her new persona and her new name. Um, she has um, appeared previously just as Jesse. Um, with uh, she has the, had the kind of nerdy look and was really bubbly and happy and all that. Um, and I really enjoyed all the matches I've seen both in person and on NXT TV with that persona. But now she's Jesse Kamea and she's kind of mean. Um, she seems a lot, uh, uh, a lot like um, Vanessa Bourne's character, both her look and her attitude and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Um, I mean, 
she is great, but this character, I'm not on board with it yet. Uh, Mia Yim wins via Protect Your Neck. And then uh, Charlotte comes out and challenges Mia Yim um, and, and says that she's a good hand and that she's looking forward to making Mia Yim a star because Mia helped make Charlotte a, a star five years ago or however, however long ago that was. Because um, it was mentioned last week that uh, Mia Yim was Charlotte's first opponent on NXT television. So that's kind of cool. Um, and I think that match happens next week. And it's happening before charlotte fights io shirai so that seems kind of weird i don't know if it maybe it's not a title match um but it seems like it seems kind of weird that they had this big and uh ladder match to determine who her next opponent would be who the next nxt championship challenger would be but uh then all these other people are getting matches before io does i'm not sure what that's about maybe all these uh, all these matches that Charlotte's been having, they, they haven't been for the title. That's probably what, and I'm not paying enough attention to hear them mention that. But anyway, uh, the last Cruiserweight uh, tournament match of the episode, um, Aljijo del Fantasma versus Jack Gallagher. Fantasma wins. And then afterwards, um, uh, so the other two, the other two uh, abductions, kidnappings that have taken place were uh, after Kushida's matches. His opponents were kidnapped. Um, so that should have happened to Tony Nese if that was the actual pattern. But it happened after Phantasma's match, and Phantasma is attempted to be kidnapped. But he fights them off. But now I'm thinking, as I'm saying this, perhaps he had this set up so that he has deniability as having anything to do with that. Um, so, uh, we'll see how all of that goes. It's like, okay, people are figuring out that it's probably me because I keep, keep getting these other guys kidnapped. But if I'm attempted to be kidnapped, then they won't suspect me. So I suspect Phantasma even more than I did before. We'll see how that works out next week. Um, and then our main events, we had Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Uh, but uh, uh, what's his name? Damian Priest and the rest of the Sweet Era got involved. So Keith Lee was taken out of the match. Um, and then as the match progressed, Dexter Loomis appeared on the apron and was like, okay, that's my tag team partner now. And uh, Velveteen Dream pinned Adam Cole, and we'll see how all of that goes. Um, so, yeah, I really liked the Dexter Loomis aspect of this match. That was absolutely my favorite thing about the, that match. Um, real quick, NXT UK, episode 90. Uh, a lot of documentary-type segments and interviews talking about Walter and Tyler Bates leading into their match at TakeOver Cardiff. Um, that was it last, uh, September. Um, so yeah, this, this episode is really cool. If you haven't seen takeover Cardiff, if you, uh, then check this out. Um, I mean, it's the main event of that takeover. Go watch that entire takeover. Cause the entire takeover is awesome. Um, but yeah, then they also had their, their thoughts, um, during the match, um, every now interject every now and then side by side screen screen side by side. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no new matches for NXT UK. There'll probably be a, a while longer still until, um, we get 
new original matches from them. Um, 205 Live, episode 176. I did watch this before I watched SmackDown. They didn't talk about anything that happened on SmackDown, so that was fine because it was all the matches that made me from Arya Daivari. So that was really cool. Like last week, we had the Brian Kendrick uh, choose his matches. Um, this week, Arya Daivari chose his. Um, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart from Survivor Series 1996 is his classic match that he chose and then his personal match was oni lurkin versus ari davari anything goes um <laughs> go back to my episodes about this i just kept saying i i, I couldn't help but saying i still can't help but saying anything goes um that was from last july uh the week before extreme rules and that was the July 9th episode or episode number 137. If you want to watch the entire episode, but you can watch this whole match um, here on this week's episode. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I, I, they're kind of saving having to do any uh, original matches on here. They're, they, they have the cruiserweight title matches, title tournament matches over there on NXT and this format is is pretty cool. If they're going through all the originals, then they only have like five five weeks total of, of this format. But um, yeah, I'd like to see Jack Gallagher's picks. Um, we also have uh, Tony Nice. Uh, he's one of the originals. Who else is who else is an original who's still there in NXT? Um. Or there in uh, 205 and NXT, I guess. But anyway, I enjoyed that. I, I I don't think I had seen that Steve Austin versus Bret Hart match. Uh, back back then, I watched um, only WCW. And I think it wasn't until like 1999, maybe, that I started watching both. And then, you know, 2000, 2001, I had no choice but to only watch wwf but um yeah it's cool to, to look back on those i i'm pretty sure i had not seen that match match before but it was at madison square garden because you got there the entryway uh the camera looking directly into that entryway which is remodeled since then so the shows that you see at madison square garden now have the the regular setup that they have um okay that brings us to uh smackdown i'm doing pretty good on time here I thought I would be like at 45 minutes by, by right now, but it helps to have good notes. I think it helps a lot to have good notes. Um, so we had a uh, SmackDown episode 1079. Um, oh, I haven't mentioned where these episodes were taking place. They're all in Florida. Anyway, um, we opened up with the new day uh, being interrupted by Lucha house party who are Lucha lit. They say, and I am calling this episode it took me this long to get to this because this is when the reference happens. Uh, I'm calling this episode Lucha Lit because Phantasma won his match. Rey Mysterio won his match. And uh, Lucha House Party here, they won their match. Skipping ahead a little bit, they fight Miz and Morrison. Uh, I forget. I think it was Dorado who hit a, a sunset flip roll up on uh on the miz and got the victory there so across all the shows we have uh, all the shows are lucha lit right now and of course we have th this basically lucha faction running wild on everybody over there on raw so 
Yeah. Uh, uh, that that's why this episode is called that. Uh, Miss Morrison, they want their titles back, and the Forgotten Sons uh, make themselves known. I already forgot that they're like it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy, prophecy, self fulfilling prophecy. Being called the Forgotten Sons, I no, there's there's no question that they'll show up, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like every single time, every single time, unless they have, unless they win a championship. And even then they'll come out with their championships and they're like, oh yeah, I forgot that they're the champions right now. It's, it's, it, it, it's a self-fulfilling. Pro- 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 Why can't I say that word? Professor, prophesy, prophecy. Um, anyway. Uh, we had two Money in the Bank qualifier match matches, one men's and one women's. Uh, I did like that they split it up over here on SmackDown, uh, that we had just one per week. Um, instead of just going through all three of them, uh, I don't know what their, uh, why they made that difference, but maybe after doing all three on Raw, they're like, oh, now we're out of those matches and we just have to kind of stall for the, the women's matches the next couple of weeks but it is so awesome they are continuing they still have had a a a lot of women's matches on all of the shows and that's great i hope that continues um forever i hope that never ends um but anyway this first match baron corbin versus drew gulak money in the bank qualifier baron corbin wins uh this is after shinsuke nakamura and cesaro well, I guess are somewhat aligned with Baron Corbin, or maybe they're, they just don't like Daniel Bryan. That's how much they don't like Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, that they wanted to cost them the, the, the win. Um, so, uh, yeah, they attack Daniel Bryan. That provides enough of an advantage, distraction, etc. that Baron Corbin uh, uh, wins. Um, then we had Sheamus versus Daniel Vito uh, from uh, from NXT. Uh, Seamus just destroys him and then he goes over to to Michael Cole's desk after they thought they were clear they thought Seamus had left they showed the 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 part three of the Jeff Hardy story or whatever they're doing Um, and then during the entrances for Ms. Morrison versus Lucha House Party Seamus is there he's just there and he he uh he assaults Michael Cole he grabs his headset throws it off and is, is very very unhappy um then like i said lucha house party wins their, that match and then we have a money in the bank qualifier lacey evans versus sasha banks um lacey evans win wins via the women's right uh this is because sasha should have won she got a roll-up but the referee was distracted by bailey he was he was over there yelling at her because he was uh she was gloating and some others st- i i'm not really sure what happened why the referee was so worried about what was going on um but sasha is pissed she she gets she gets pinned after getting hit with the the women's right and then uh tamina attacks bailey on the on the entrance ramp afterwards and uh yeah this whole situation it's that that their friendship is is likely doomed at this point but Lacey Evans is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Next week, we have Carmella versus uh, Mandy Rose um, for the the final spot in the money the, uh, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, I'm still not sure. It, it, 
it seemed like from the promo video that the two matches are going to happen at the same time, which would be amazing. But they might have just had them both hanging on there to make the shot easier. They're like, oh, we can show both of the things um, in the one shot. And that's a lot easier than, yeah, just from a presentation standpoint, it makes sense to have both of those suitcases hanging above there. Um, But I would absolutely love it if both of these matches happen at the same time. That would be so cool. Um, Then we had a a video package about Braun uh, Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. That was pretty good. Uh, And then we had a women's tag team championship match. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defended successfully against Carmella and Dana Brooke uh, via a modified 3D which is the first time that they have done this move. I don't know what they they call their version of it. Hey, they could just call that move the Bliss Cross Applesauce, but and it would make it would make sense. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty good match. And then we had like 25, 25 minutes to celebrate twenty five years of Triple H at the end of the show. I don't know if it was actually that long, but. Uh, Shawn Michaels comes out and then uh, Stephanie calls and then um, uh, Ric Flair calls. Uh, It's it's very weird. And then Vince comes out and he tells a story about the gobbledygooker making its debut at the same show as uh, uh, that the Undertaker made his debut. And uh, it's all very weird. Go watch it. Go check that out if you want. But if you if you're going back to watch this episode, you can stop after <laughs> there's no reason to watch after seeing Alexa Bliss and uh Nikki Cross defend their championships. The, like the rest of the show is just like weird 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 stuff. Um so anyway, that is all the stuff from uh the TV shows this past week. Um there's all kinds of rumors and controversies and other outside news and all that, but I don't want to talk about any of that stuff uh since some of it kind of like seemed well, I don't know if it's been talked about less any at all, but I've just kind of tuned out from reading a whole lot of uh the news on on Reddit and stuff like that. But um one thing that I did see that is kind of cool is that they have a uh, a couple of, of merchandise items for the undertaker. The first is a, a plaque that has actual dirt from the graveyard match from the boneyard match rather. Um, I don't know if it's actual dirt from having buried AJ styles in that grave or what, or whatnot, but that is a fun idea for, for, uh, uh, for merchandise. So, uh, good job there. And then also they had uh, they have a uh, Undertaker mini title, and I don't know if they had this before. They might have had this all along, and I just didn't notice that it was on the, the website because it was like in a different part of the mini title page or something. But I kind of want to get that. It was really cool. Getting the full on like four hundred dollar Undertaker belt seems like a lot, uh, like really overkill. But if he's your favorite wrestler, then it is pretty awesome. But um, being just you know i like him a lot i want maybe he's top top 20 for me i don't know i haven't made a definitive list or something but uh to, to play it safe probably top 10 definitely like top 20 but um anyway for 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 not being my favorite ever wrestler i think having the mini title would be pretty cool 
but um i'll probably wait till it's on sale or something like that because it is uh more expensive than most of the other ones um aside from it's the same price as the wrestlemania mini belt which i was informed finally shipped today uh my other wrestlemania t-shirt has not shipped yet but maybe it's a print on demand one uh so maybe that one will take a, a, a while longer but um uh, I'm excited to get that. I'll post a picture of it on Instagram, TIW podcast. Um, when I do get that at, at some point, I should post the, the, the cup from WrestleMania 36 that I got, but I haven't yet. Anyway, so that is it. Um, let me know what you thought about all this last week's shows and what you're excited for this week and for money in the bank, uh, by tweeting me at TIW podcast, go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen, stay safe out there and healthy and happy. I messed that up. Um, and all the infinite multiverses and I'll see you next time here on TIW podcast. Bye.